It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update for Australia. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be updating Australia's squad for the 2022 World Cup. We've done a podcast on the groups which took a close look at Australia's team, as well as a player media cast which went through each of the candidates for making the final squad. Uh, That ended with a prediction of the starters. And uh, this media cast is an addendum to that. In other words, we won't be repeating all of the information, but uh, we'll simply be adding on to it. Uh, It's not necessary to have listened to that uh, full-length version, but the conclusions that we draw here are uh, based on that information and explained in more detail there. So we do recommend the full player podcast, but uh, if we have time, we're hoping to release a player version focused solely on the final squad, giving the bios of just those 26 players who made the squad. Yes, and the final squad has been released, And uh, for most teams, a preliminary squad too. For Australia, just the final squad. And today we'll find out how accurate we were in our predictions. We're going to list the names of the candidates uh, that we consider definite, likely, and possible. And then announce who made the uh, final squad. As we guessed, uh, most squads had a few surprises. Players who didn't make it, or new or unexpected players who did. And we'll go over those players and summarize uh, everything again at the end. So we'll also discuss whether the uh, selections and games played since June 2022 have changed our thoughts on our predicted starters and on the team's uh, chances in the cup. So let us move on. And uh, shirt, let's talk about the shirt. Well. The colors, at least, kind of match the image on the YouTube screen with a uh, kind of uh, uh, yellow and green trim. But unfortunately, what I'm wearing is a Brazil shirt. I think I've said in previous podcasts that I actually have an Australia shirt that I got from my brother, and uh, I have misplaced it. Truth be told, I haven't put a lot of effort into finding it, but it's lost. Um, So I hope the next time I do an Australia podcast, I will have the right shirt. And uh, sorry for the poverty of shirts, Australian people. I hope the Brazil shirt is not offending you. Okay, let's move on to uh, formations uh, for recent games. So um, we kind of uh, took a a look at uh, formations for Australia over the period, which uh, the period covers basically the beginning of 2021 to the uh, June 2022. And uh, we did a kind of a closer analysis of the formations in the podcast there. Today, we're just focused on the uh, recent matches. So those were two friendlies in Australia, uh, one of them at home to New Zealand, which they won one nothing, and the other away uh, against New Zealand, which they also won 2 nothing. And uh, the first game, the first friendly at home there, uh, the squad looked like it was basically a trial final squad. So uh, most of the players who we we think will be the starters for the final squad we saw in that lineup. However, the uh, away match in friendly, which they actually won 2-0 by an even larger margin, was quite experimental with only a few players 
who we think likely to be starters there. And, uh, you know, new players in, uh, players playing out of position, all sorts of quirky stuff going on. Well, the formation for the first game there was a 4-3-3 formation. And that is actually a formation that they haven't used over the period uh, we're talking about, 2021 to June 2022. Um, and in game two, it was a 4 2 3 one and that is a formation uh, that they used about half the time in qualifying. They started with, uh, they started with that formation in the first three games of qualifying, and then used it twice after that. Um, and they also used it in a friendly before. So uh, maybe it's good to think of Australia as a four-two-three-one. Although in truth, they've used uh, that lineup uh, about half the time. Again, a closer analysis of the lineup was in that full length podcast. So we move on at our blistering pace to look at the uh, squad. And um, uh, just let me find my place here. And uh, we're going to go by just naming the candidates uh, for the positions and their, uh, their likelihood of reaching the squad. And after we've named them, we'll say which ones actually made it. And then at the end, uh, in a summary, we'll kind of summarize. Uh, I'm aiming for a one-sentence summary of the period we're talking about, so 2021 to June 2022, and then one sentence on the September friendlies uh, uh, to see how things are shaping up in that position. So we begin with the manager, uh, Arnold Graham. And uh, believe it or not, he has made the squad. And um, yes, he has made the squad. We're going to uh, save the discussion for who we think are starters towards the end. But I'll give you a hint as to what's coming. Arnold Graham is uh, a, the starting manager. Okay, and we talked in the full podcast about Bert Van Marwick, the previous manager who is now um, being replaced. Let's talk about goalkeepers then. We had uh, definite candidates in Matthew Ryan, uh, often called Matty Ryan, and Danny Vukovic. And we had a likely candidate in Andrew Redmayne. And uh, we won't talk about uh, um, anything below the possible level. We have no possible candidates uh, there. And we will actually erase the one possible but unlikely candidate we have. So uh, with just three candidates, you can pretty much guess that all of them made it. So Matthew Ryan selected for the squad, Danny Vukovic and Andrew Redmayne will be the three Australian goalkeepers. And um, Matty Ryan has been the starter throughout the period from early 2021 to June 22. Uh, and he started the first of the September friendlies. It was uh, Andrew Redmayne who uh, started the second. So uh, maybe uh, tipping his hand a little bit as to who the backup keeper is, but we may talk about that a bit more at the end. Um, actually, I do want to talk about one uh, one player who uh, seemed to be off the squad because it's an interesting story. It was Mitchell Langerak. So uh, Mitchell Langerak uh, actually came out of retirement. He hadn't appeared since uh, October 2019. Um, uh, and he came out of retirement to appear on the bench. And in a couple of articles I read, the critics seemed to see him uh, as a second string keeper, uh, calling Vukovic and Redmayne both as third string keepers. And then they were surprised when Langerak was not chosen uh, for the final squad. Uh, Langerak was actually on the bench for uh, both of the September friendlies. And uh, so they thought he was making a comeback. But alas, 
uh, he um, he wasn't selected. Okay, just a little side note there. Let's move on to central defenders, and we will list the candidates. Uh, we have in the definite category Trent uh, Sainsbury and Harry Sutar, and then in the likely category Milos uh, Degenek and uh, Bailey Wright, and in the portable category Kai Rolls, uh, Gianni Stenses, Sten. Stensness, I always have trouble with that name, uh, Gianni Stensness and uh, Ryan McGowan. And we'll erase the others from the um, uh, erase the others from the list. And uh, we begin with a bit of a shock here, actually. Uh, Trent Sainsbury uh, was not selected for the squad, um, despite being a definite candidate by us. Uh, it's a really shocking turn. Uh, especially since he's the manager's son-in-law. Can you imagine what the uh, uh, effect that that'll have on the family dynamics? Um, actually, Trent Sainsbury had started the first September friendly, uh, but then wasn't called up for the second. And uh, a bit of investigation revealed that he had been struggling at the game level uh, and hadn't played for several weeks for his Qatar club. He's with Al Wakra in Qatar. And we, we actually posed that, you know, his uh, uh, move to a Qatar club was probably uh, beneficial for the national team. But holy smokes, he was not chosen. Um, I'm gobsmacked. Um, we also... Uh, um, okay, so next we have Harry Sutar, and he was uh, selected for the squad. He was a bit of an injury uh, concern. He had a cruciate ligament rupture. Um, before, and we mentioned that in the previous podcast, he was expected back November 14th. Well, it's actually November 11th today, but uh, he returned to fitness in late October, so a little bit earlier than expected, and is available for the squad. Uh, Milos Degenek, the likely candidate, was selected, as was Bailey Wright. And um, Kai Rolls, the possible candidate. Actually, I've since learned that the the manager favours him, uh, so we might uh, have considered him a likely candidate. But Kai Rolls was also a bit of an injury concern, a metatarsal fracture as of early September, and he had been expected back October 31st. And indeed, he did return to action with this club on November 6th. So not an injury concern, uh, Kai Rolls. Um, and we do have a new candidate here, and um, uh, so we'll get rid of the candidates who uh, were not selected. So Stensness and Ryan McGowan were not selected, uh, and rather Thomas Deng uh, was brought in, the new candidate, and since we didn't talk about him in the previous podcast, uh, we'll introduce him here. So he actually returned after a three-year absence in September 2022 to start one of their two remaining games, and he was subbed in for the uh, for the other one. So uh, that, that cap uh, combines with this cap before that absence, uh, so he has two caps since 2018 and is 25 years old. And he plays in Japan for uh, Alberex Nigata, uh, uh, a recent move since 2022. So there we go. Uh, not as young as all that, 25 years old, but new to the squad, uh, Thomas Deng. So let's review the position here, uh, what's been going on. And um, 
we were actually confused uh, uh, even before September with a switch from the regulars Trent Sainsbury and Milos De Deganak to um, uh, Rose and Wright uh, for the playoff game. So uh, a really important game and he kind of switched to a new pairing. Um, in September, though, it seemed a return to the regulars with Sainsbury and Deganak in the first of the September friendlies. Uh, and, you know, uh, they got a clean sheet there, so uh, kind of all looked well. Uh, however, in the second game, Deng, the new player, and Delbridge, who ultimately wasn't uh, selected, was a surprise, uh, a surprise use in the second friendly there uh, in September. Um so, yeah, not really sure what's going on. Of course, the regular pairing, Sainsbury and Degenek, uh Sainsbury is out. So we'll have to uh, see. At the end of the podcast, we'll talk about who we think are going to be starters. So we'll return to this, uh, this issue then. Let's move on to left-backs. And as a definite candidate, we have Aziz Behic. And um, as a, a possible candidate, Craig Goodwin and Joel King. And that's as far as we'll go. The other ones uh, we'll erase from the list. And uh, in terms of who made the squad, Aziz Behich did make the squad, as did uh, Craig Goodwin. Uh, and uh, Joel King also made the squad. So all three of our uh, definite and possible candidates uh, making the squad there. Uh, and in terms of a summary of the position, it was mostly Behich in the period from early 2021 to June 2022, with King as the main replacement when Behich wasn't there. And then Behich started the first of the September friendlies, where they kind of used uh, what seemed to be the starting squad, and King uh, got uh, some field time in the second uh, experimental squad. Again, we'll return to this when we talk about... Um, uh, who we think are going to be starters. Moving on to right-backs, we have a definite candidate, Fran Karasic, and we have possible candidates, Ryan Grant and Nathaniel Atkinson. Okay, so we will uh, erase Josh Ridden there. And um, in terms of who made it, we have Fran Karasic making the squad. Uh, Grant Ryan not making the squad, not a huge surprise because he was only a possible candidate, but Nathaniel Atkinson uh, making the squad. So in a summary of, of the position from early 2021 to June 2022, uh, it kind of ended as a rotation of Karakic and uh, Atkinson. Uh, perhaps Atkinson was preferred as he played both of those important playoff games um, that got them to the World Cup. And uh, Karasic, though, started the first of the September friendly, and Atkinson started the second, so uh, perhaps uh, rotating in that position. All right, we are ready to move on to the midfield, and we're going to combine defensive midfielders and central midfielders and kind of introduce them and then talk about them uh, as one when we summarize the position. So for defensive midfielders, we have a definite candidate in Irvin Jack, uh, Jackson Irvine, sorry, Jackson Irvine. And we have possible candidates with Kenny Dugal, James Jago, and Connor Metcalf. 
Um, and let's see who made the squad. So uh, Jackson Irvine did make the squad. Uh, however, all three of those, Kenny Dugal, James Jago, and Connor Metcalf, uh, were left off the squad. And instead, two new candidates uh, were brought into the squad. So uh, big changes there. Uh, first new candidate is Keanu um, Bacchus. And the second is Cameron Devlin. So we'll introduce those because we didn't meet them in uh, our full-length podcast. Keanu Bacchus got his first and only appearance as a substitute uh, in one of those September friendlies. Um, so that is his first cap for Australia. And he is 24 years old and plays for St. Mirren in Scotland. Uh, Cameron Devlin... Uh, also got his first appearance, but it was on the bench in September, and he didn't start either of the two games. Uh, but he was subbed in for one uh, and on the bench for the other. So one cap for uh, Cameron Devlin, um, uh, and he is 24 years old, and he plays for uh, Heart of Midlothian, also in Scotland, uh, uh, having moved over from the Newcastle Jets in 2021. So uh, both of those uh, newcomers to the squad and uh, we are erasing some players that we thought were possible candidates there. All right, let's look at central midfielders before summarizing the position. And we have um, no uh, definite candidates here actually, but Aaron Moy as a likely candidate, that may be a surprise, but we explained in the full length podcast uh, why we thought that. Uh, that he was just likely. Um, it would have been a surprise, a huge surprise, to be honest, if he was left off. But uh, um, anyway, uh, and Riley McGree, also a likely candidate. So, um, uh, and both of those players made it. Uh, I'm just going to highlight those new candidates because they made the squad. Um, Aaron Moy then and Riley McGree both making the squad and now we can summarize the uh, uh, kind of central midfield uh, defensive midfield so uh, these positions were quite steady uh, with Jackson Irvine and actually attacking midfielder Frostick uh, and then after that Irvine and Moy as a pairing uh, as a starting pair however things became quite confusing at the end with all sorts of new players tried out so that continued into the September friendlies uh, with Irvine as the lone se uh, central midfielder in the first game. So no surprise there. But General and uh, Metcalf uh, tried out in the second. And then no, the, neither of those two made the final squad. Uh, but as we saw, um, they had to make way for Bacchus and Devlin, two new players added to the squad. So a bit of confusion in the midfield there, but perhaps uh, more among the secondary players than among the starting players. So we'll review that uh, at the end. And here we'll move on to left midfielders. So actually, we don't have any candidates. We had one possible but unlikely candidate who didn't make the squad. And, uh, and on the right midfield, I might as well do that at the same time, uh, we had no candidates over there. So imagine the left midfield and right midfielder uh, as the say a 4-3-3 formation and they would be the outside midfielders in that uh, in that three 
so uh, they very rarely use that 4-3-3 formation uh, that employs this position. But when they do, it's usually attacking midfielder uh, Aidan Frostick. And he was there in the first of the September friendlies. They used that 4-3-3, and uh, the position was not used in the second game. Uh, and same on the right side, uh, the position rarely used, but used in the first September friendly. And in that case, it was central midfielder Aaron Moy uh, playing in that position. So kind of a central midfield position, but just off to the left a little bit. Uh, we move on to left wingers. And uh, here we have no definite candidates, but a likely candidate in Matthew Leckie. And um, I'm actually moving. Uh, um, I'm actually moving attacking midfielder uh, our Mabil um, from the attacking midfield to the uh, left wing uh, position. And in fact. Uh, he's a definite candidate. So uh, we have definite candidate Our Mobile and Matthew Leckie. I made that change because Our Mobile has been playing uh, um, on the left side. So uh, he's, he's uh, worth considering here. Okay, and those are the only two candidates, everyone else being uh, possible but unlikely or less. And uh, both of these candidates have made the squad. So Our Mobile and um, will be on the squad and Matthew Leckie uh, also. So we'll come back. Oh no, I'll summarize the position first. So uh, this uh, position is usually left attacking midfield or left winger. It could even be left forward if there's a three-man forward line. And uh, Leckie and um, Mabil shared the position for most of the period from early 2021 to June 2022. But this too became a bit muddled in the last few games. Uh, in the September friendlies, it was Mabil, so uh, that was kind of expected. And then in the second game, right winger Tilo, who ultimately was not selected. Um, so that's how it went in the September friendlies. And um, let's take a look at the right side, the right wingers. There we have definite candidate Martin Boyle. And uh, the player we just mentioned, Marco, uh, Marco Tilio. Sorry, I think I called him Tilo before. Marco Tilio as a likely candidate uh, there. And we also have a possible candidate in Brandon Borello. So three candidates here. Let's see who made it. So Martin Boyle, no surprise, our definite candidate, uh, made it. However, a bit of a surprise in that Marco Tilio uh, was not selected for the squad, uh, despite playing the last uh, of the September friendlies. I guess he he uh, didn't impress the coach enough there. Uh, Brandon Borello also uh, did not make the squad. So... Um, there we have it. Let's summarize the right wing position. It's usually, uh, like on the left, a right attacking midfielder or right winger role, and perhaps even a right forward role. And it was almost always Boyle, Martin Boyle, in World Cup qualification, including the playoff games. And Boyle did start the first of the September friendlies. And uh, interestingly, the left winger Matthew Leckie started uh, on the right in the second September game. 
Uh, okay, moving on to forwards, we include attacking midfielders uh, in the forward line. And the candidates here are a definite candidate, Aidan Krustic. And um, we also had uh, our mobile here as a definite candidate, but we moved him over to the left wing. Um, we have, uh, as a likely candidate, uh, Denis Jean Roll, Jean Roll, and uh, as a possible candidate, uh, Tom Rogic. Okay, and the players who made the squad are uh, Aidan Frostick, so no surprise there. Um, we saw that uh, our mobile did make it. Uh, but surprisingly, uh, Denis Jean Rowe did not make the squad. Um, he hadn't been a starter for uh, Australia, but he was called up quite often. So a bit of a surprise there. And uh, it's less of a surprise to us than it seems to be for some reporters that Tom Rogic did not make the squad. Uh, we only had him as a possible candidate. So... Uh, a lot of our possible candidates are not making the squad. Uh, but his absence was seen as, or his non-selection was seen as a big surprise. Um, they called it a snub, actually. Uh, I wouldn't quite go that far. Um, he had also withdrawn from the playoff games, uh, the playoff games for personal reasons. Uh, but he had been considered back in the picture after joining West Bromwich Albion. Uh, in England in 2022. However, the manager did not select him. And uh, we'll finish here with a, a summary of the position. So Rogic actually had been uh, the central attacking midfielder when the, when the formation called for it. However, it wasn't used that much in the period from early 2021 to June 2022. Uh, we saw it was used in the 4-3-3, in the September games, and it was uh, Riley McGree who played that role, and um, uh, so, and that was in the second September friendly. Sorry, the position uh, hadn't been used in the first September friendly. So um, there we have it. Um, a couple of uh, surprises there. Uh, okay, finally we have the forwards, and um, we have definite candidate Duke Mitchell and uh, likely candidate Jamie McLaren. And then we had three possible candidates in Adam Taggart, Nicholas D'Agostino, and Bruno Fornaroli. And the players who made it are uh, Duke Mitchell, our definite candidate, and uh, Jamie McLaren, the likely candidate. Um, however, none of the other three uh, made it, Adam Taggart, Nicholas D'Agostino, or Bruno Fornaroli. Uh, none of those players uh, made it. And rather, uh, like before, we have two new candidates uh, uh, being called into the uh, squad. So the first of these is a bit of a young superstar right now, uh, Garang Kool. And the second is Jason Cummings. So we'll introduce those players since they uh, did not uh, appear in our full length podcast. So, uh, Garan Kool uh, got his first appearance on the bench in September 2022, and he didn't start either of those two games, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for the other. So, that gives him one cap in his career uh, with Australia, and he is just 18 years old, Garan Kool. 
The other candidate is Jason Cummings. Uh, he was born in Scotland, actually. Uh, his first and only appearance was a start in the uh, second game uh, there in September. And um, that gives him one cap. And he got a goal in that game uh, uh, as well. So a good start for him. Uh, he is 27 years old. He actually uh, uh, was uh, trying to make the Scotland squad. So in 2017 and 18, he got two caps uh, for Scotland. Um, but now has uh, thrown his lot in with uh, Australia. Plays for Central Coast Mariners in Australia. And prior to that was with Dundee in Scotland and uh, Shrewsbury in England. So Garan Cool and Jason Cummings uh, added to the squad uh, at the expense of some of our possible candidates. And we'll finish just by summarizing the position. Uh, or summarize what's been going on on the forward line. So actually, it's uh, always been um, uh, it's always been a bit unsettled up at the top there. Um, with Adam Leckie, uh, you know, uh, even attacking midfielders, uh, sorry, Adam Leckie, uh, with attacking midfielders Leckie and Frustick sometimes called in to play as the forward. Uh, in the September friendlies, it was Taggart uh, in one game and then uh, Duke in the other. But as we saw, Taggart went unselected. So a bit of a struggle for goals up front for uh, Australia. And um, uh, I suppose that helps to explain why they're bringing in uh, new players. Okay, as we said, we'll come back and take a look at these uh, uh, Take a look at these. Um, uh, players again to both summarize them and to predict who are going to be starters. Uh, meanwhile, we'll just go over a few things. So uh, for statistics, so uh, we gave statistics for all the candidates who had played for the team from 2021 in the main podcast. And uh, now we're going to give the same statistics just for these 26 players. So the average age of Australia is 27.5. Uh, that's fairly old, actually, and they have nine players who are uh, 30 years or older and only two players who are 22 or younger, so kind of uh, balanced in favor of uh, veterans or older players there. And the key ones are um, Aaron, uh, yeah, not, none of them are too old, actually. Uh, Andrew Redmayne is uh, 33 years old. Goalkeeper Danny Vukovic is 37 years old, and uh, Behich and Moya, 32 years old, Leckie and Duke, 31. So uh, not too old, that. Uh, at the other end of the scale, I think they have one of the youngest players in the tournament as Garang, uh, in Garan Kuo. Uh, he's 18, and the next oldest player is 22 years old, uh, Joel King. So... Um, uh, yeah, definitely balanced in front of the in favor of the older players. However, uh, that age doesn't really give them great experience. The average number of caps is 21.2, and that's a lot lower than uh, other teams in terms of caps per player. Uh, so, uh, despite the age coming in a bit inexperienced, uh, total goals for Australia is 74. Uh, that also is very low. Uh, I would say I've only done four teams here, so uh, it's hard to say. Uh, but when we did it for the, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter what it was for 
uh, in the full podcast because it was a totally different set of players. But uh, take my word for it, it is uh, very low. Uh, Brazil, one of the highest scoring teams, has 161, so uh, more than twice as many goals. And the total goals per cap, just a measure we do to compare uh, teams, is... uh, Uh, 13.5%. So actually, that's not bad, um, uh, uh, considering the total goals make it look like a problem. Total goals per cap is actually slightly above average. The average was 13.1 in the full-length podcast. However, uh, we have seen that they do have trouble scoring goals. So uh, we went into a bit more analysis on that in the full-length podcast, so we won't repeat all that here rather we'll get on with things so we're going to do a few summaries uh here and the first is a notable non-selection so we talked about them above so we'll just mention them by name here but um again some reporters saw michelle langerak as um the goalkeeper as a surprise non-selection he hadn't actually played since october 2019 but did come back the September friendlies, but that proved a kind of false bait uh, uh, because he wasn't selected. So uh, dangling uh, dangling, uh, a possibility in front of him and his fans, but uh, that didn't pan out. Uh, a true surprise non-selection, though, one of the biggest in the World Cup, I think, is uh, Trent Sainsbury not being selected. So... Um, I, I, as I say, I'm, I'm just amazed by that. Um, okay, anyway, we'll move on. Danny Jean Rowe, uh, the attacking midfielder, uh, also um, uh, a surprise non selection. We had him as a, a likely candidate. We had Trent Sainsbury as a definite candidate. And then, uh, not so much for us, but for uh, judging by articles I've read, Tom Rogic. We only had him as a possible candidate. But uh, the report seemed to focus on him as a surprise non-selection. Surprise inclusions? Um, Well, I suppose Langerak would have been a surprise inclusion if he was selected, but we don't really have anyone in this category. I mean, uh, some of the new players are surprise inclusions, but we have a separate category for new players, which we will do right now. So uh, four new players, sorry, uh, five new players for... Uh, Australia, uh, central defender Thomas Deng, uh, the first among them, and then two defensive midfielders, Keanu uh, Bacchus and Cameron Devlin, and then two forwards, Garang Kuol, uh, of whom there's much excitement uh, being, um, this, uh, you know, there's a lot of excitement about him. Okay, I lost my syntax there, I'll admit it. Um and Jason Cummings, so Garen Cool and Jason Cumming, uh hopefully they will uh, uh, put the ball in the net for Australia because that's been a problem for them. As far as injuries, we've divided it into a few categories. So first category for injury is recovered from injury. So Harry Sutar, the uh, central defender, uh, uh, has recovered from his injury, actually came back a bit earlier than expected. And also central defender Kai Rolls, uh has recovered from his injury so the manager very happy to have those uh, players back uh injury doubts but still on the roster we have uh martin boyle i think i didn't mention this above 
so I'll mention it here. Uh, he has knee problems and he is expected back on November 14th. So that's cutting it pretty close. Um, yeah, I read an article on it. So he is going to remain on the squad. The manager really wants him there. He's going to be flown to Qatar after his last club game. And then they're going to check him out once he gets there. So uh, it's possible uh, he'll be replaced or it's possible he maybe miss uh, the first game or something like that. Or uh, from Australia's point of view, of course, they hope he'll be fit to play. Uh, Aidan Frostick also uh, is out with an ankle injury that kept him out from October 24th. Uh, the selection was made after that, and the manager says he's already fit and is even going to play for his club before the Cup. So his ankle injury, uh, a big worry when it happened, but uh, it turns out to not really be a problem. Uh, we don't have anyone dropped uh, due to injury. I'm kind of thinking that we we did. Anyway, uh, I have it here that we don't. Um, and uh, injured, we have players who were injured, but they weren't strong candidates in the first place. So uh, Alex Wilkinson, we had him as possible, but unlikely. Uh, he's got a groin injury uh, expected back December 31st after the Cup. So uh, if he was a, a consideration for the coach, that would have ruled him out. Um, uh, possible, oops, possible candidate uh, Adam Taggart. Um, uh, and I read that uh, this injury and and his form also uh, his form also were given as the reason for his non-selection, uh, but he was only a possible candidate there, anyway. And finally, uh, Bruno for uh, for uh, for Fornaroli, uh, he, he has an ankle injury uh, with an unknown return date. I also think he got in a bit of trouble with his. Uh, uh, with this club. I think he, he refused to sub into a game or something like that. Uh, I don't know if that played into the decision at all, but the ankle injury probably did. All right. Well, now we move on to uh, the last part of the podcast or the second last part, the predicted starters. And I got to do a quick edit to uh, populate this um this list Boop, there we go just like magic okay we have uh goalkeepers so uh sorry the manager so uh graham arnold will be there so we'll go to call him a starter manager graham arnold and uh goalkeepers uh for candidates or for the uh successful candidates there matthew ryan danny vukovic and andrew redmayne will be the goalkeepers and we had predicted uh Matty ryan as the starter and we remain certain of that uh, but here I'll also just mention a little bit about the backup. So uh, Redmayne's recent start suggested a challenge to Vukovic for a second string keeper, especially since Vukovic wasn't selected for the September games. He gave way to uh, Langerak, who came out of retirement to appear on the bench. And uh, we mentioned the story that some critics had seen Langerak as the second string keeper uh, coming in to... Uh, resume his spot however he wasn't chosen for the final squad so uh, nevertheless we're really dealing with the starters and uh, matt maddie ryan uh almost certainly the starter there uh, central defenders well we were confused oh i'll do the candidates first so uh, the shocking um non-selection of trent uh, sainsbury uh 
but we uh, we do have Harry Souter back from injury, uh, Milo Steganek and Bailey Wright, and Kai Rolls also overcoming his injury, and then new candidate Thomas Deng. So um, five candidates there. And uh, we were confused by some late changes in June, and we were forced to hedge our prediction and thought it might be a rotation of, uh, of two different pairings. But uh, I won't even mention the candidates. So that all seems blown up now. Uh, with Sainsbury, he was one of, one of the players in the pairing, uh, not chosen. Uh, and um, the um, other one was Rolls. I think it was Rolls and Wright. So uh, that might be a pairing. Um, in fact, the manager said that Sutar and Rolls had done, uh, done exceptionally well. I used air quotes there. Uh, and perhaps that gives us insight into who the starters will be. However, there hasn't been any uh, any confirmation of starting lineups with Sutar and Rolls back from injury. Uh, we're not really sure how much they would have played if they weren't injured. Uh, so I'm really not going to predict anyone. I do kind of uh, uh, think Harry Sutar is going to be one of the starters, but uh, we really don't have any... Um, uh, evidence. So I'm just going to leave that blank. Um, you know, uh, okay, uh, left back. Uh, we had nominated Behic as the starter and we remain firm on that. Uh, right back. Uh, we continue to see the right back as a bit of a rotating position. Uh, we slightly favor uh, Atkinson. Uh, oh, uh, um, we slightly favor Nathan, uh, Nathaniel Atkinson, uh, but we're, we're going to call it a rotating position, or that could mean one of the two, and we're not really sure about it. Uh, in defensive midfield, um, we have uh, a lot of chopping and changing, especially in the latter games uh, of the period. Uh, that leaves us with no great confidence in our pick, but we are going to stick with uh, Jackson Irvine, and Aaron Moy as the main men. So taking a, a bit of a bet on that one. Uh, left midfielders and right midfielders, we have no starters uh, there. Uh, left wingers, uh, we had predicted Leckie would be a, a, a starter, uh, though perhaps not necessarily in this role, uh, that role being left winger, left attacking midfielder, or left forward but uh, somewhere on the field. And that was supported by him st uh, starting on the right side as a right attacking midfielder for one of the September friendlies. So we maintain that uh, 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 Matthew Leckie is going to be a starter. We're just not sure where he's going to start on the field. And uh, we're going to label uh, our mobile as a sometimes starter because we're not confident that he will start but we think he will get some starts uh, at least on the right side it's a bit more straightforward we think uh, martin boyle is definitely going to be the starter there uh any challenge might have come from uh, marco tilio there but uh tilio was a surprise non-selection and uh, in the attacking midfield uh, we had predicted frostic as a starter uh, though really as anything but an attacking midfielder so uh, usually uh plays in the central midfield in the period we're talking about and sometimes even as a forward so uh but we're still going to nominate him as a uh, starter somewhere on the field. 
Um, and now we'd have to say McGree uh, as a sometimes starter as central attacking midfield. Uh, actually, I'm 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 not going to uh, uh, I'm not going to commit to that because uh, um, uh, they don't use that position often enough. Uh, okay, um, and I think I've lost McGree from my uh, list here. Oh, no, wait, I have found him. Uh, he is actually a central midfielder. I should have uh, pointed that out, even though he seems to be uh, playing in a bit more of an attacking role. So, uh, Miley McGree, uh, we, he was a likely central midfielder, and uh, I seem to have overlooked him there. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the uh, forwards, uh, finally. So, um, we have uh, Mitchell Duke. Uh, as a okay let me just uh, discuss the uh, thinking on that uh, we had been able to predict uh, uh, only Duke here as a sometime starter we, we said it was a bit uh, unclear up at the top uh, as a sometime starter and uh, we actually think the forward is going to be kind of a trial position we, we think they're going to try out uh, uh, candidates, maybe that new youngster, uh, Garan Kuol, uh, and choose and go with whoever produces, uh, given that Duke and McLaren have not been really satisfactory in terms of, uh, in terms of scoring. So we're not really going to nominate uh, a character here. Uh, you know, uh, probably Duke and Mitchell um will be considered but let's say they start cool in the first game and uh, he really takes off then uh, duke and mitchell uh, duke and mclaren may not uh, get any starts so we're going to leave that blank because uh, we're not sure all right well closing uh, thoughts on on uh, australia again we won't repeat everything that we've said in the uh, podcast uh, in the team and player podcast Really, the question we're answering here was, does the selection that we've seen uh, change our opinion about their chances? Well, honestly, we didn't give great chances to Australia or great prospects to Australia. We feel the team is a bit weaker than it's been in past editions. And even in past editions, they didn't pass the group stage. Uh, I think actually the, the Transbury, uh, uh, the, the Trent Sainsbury decision is odd. Uh, doing it so late and so suddenly. I mean, obviously, uh, they have reasons that we may not be privy to. Um, uh, and not being a fan of Australia, not watching kind of all of their games and all of their progress, perhaps it made more sense to Australian fans. But nevertheless, it's a big loss. Uh, they obviously have problems uh, up front scoring. And so uh, as much as I like Australia, I don't uh, uh, see them uh, with much chance of getting out of the group stage here. So anyway, we're trying to keep our uh, comments brief here. So that brings us to the end of this podcast. So uh, keep in mind, we may be editing together a list of the bios of the 26 final candidates if we have time. So if we do that, it'll just be outtakes from the main player podcast. Uh, uh, kind of an editing project rather than a new recording. And uh, if, if it comes out, it'll probably be within the first few days of the Cup. I personally would really like to have a podcast like that. Uh, meanwhile, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files. Oh, I better put up the closing graphic for the YouTube 
uh, watchers. Uh, that soccer valves with a ph in the middle and an s at the end and our website soccervals.captivate.fm uh, and check the show notes and also um uh no that's it there is no also <laughs> i hope i see you in our next podcast and bye-bye for now <laughs>